This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 102. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Miranda Nee. Miranda is a web developer who strives to build appealing, responsive websites. She's experienced in WordPress and familiar with creating custom themes. Miranda loves to learn and to grow. Outside of coding, she enjoys yoga, sci-fi and fantasy books, movies, and weightlifting. Welcome, Miranda. Hello. How are you today? Um, I'm doing well, I would say. I'm excited and a little nervous because this is my first official podcast, so hope it goes awesome. well, hope I do well. Well, we're so happy that you joined us. Thank you very much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm 30 years old and proud. Uh, I love it. I work for a nonprofit in downtown of Pittsburgh called the Allegheny Conference on Community Development. And the Allegheny Conference, basically, they're a great company. They work in many ways to make the Pittsburgh region better. And when I say Pittsburgh region, it's typically um, southwestern Pennsylvania. And they do that through many means, such as trying to convince corporations to come here. And when they come here, they create jobs. So that's good. Uh, We have a chamber department. We have an economy department. And we have all kinds of affiliates. So all these major departments and affiliates need websites. They need a web presence. And that is where I come in. I'm their web developer. I build the websites. I maintain them. I update them. Yeah, that's what I do. And uh, I like it. It's been a great learning experience. uh, But I am the only web developer at the company. And so that can sometimes be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. How did you first get started and learn the trade? Well, um, I will say this is my second career choice. Uh, When I first went to school, I went to Pittsburgh Technical Institute, and I went for multimedia. And multimedia, you can take two tracks. You can either go video editing or web development. And my first round, I chose to do video editing because it was fun. Um, It was creative. I also liked web development, but I just, for at that time, I decided to go video. And I did that for five years, liked it, but didn't love it. And then I had a crazy experience in my life where I broke my leg and it kind of turned out to be one of the best experiences of my life because it gave me time and time off work, time off life. And with that time, I got to really think like, was this the right path for me? Um, Should I change it? What do I really want to do? And I figured out that I wanted to build websites because I'm a problem solver and web development allows you to solve problems every day. So I went back to PTI in 2014 and within a year graduated with my web degree. And six months after graduating with that, the Allegheny Conference decided to hire me. And were you learning WordPress specifically, or did you learn that after you got your degree? Um, I was first exposed to WordPress in school. 
um, when I went back for web development, we learned what it was, a content management system, how to do your basic install, how to change themes, how to update the content and get it live on the web. So we maybe spent one class on it and my most exposure to WordPress was with my first job, the Allegheny Conference. We, let's see, several years ago hired a third company, third party company to help the conference build four WordPress sites. And they did a great job. And then it was my responsibility to maintain them and update them uh, for my team at the conference. And that was really, um, that's really how I got deep into WordPress was through that experience. And then after that, it was like, okay, um, we have this affiliate and we need a, a website or we need to redo our website, make it more modern. We want it to be WordPress. Can you do that? Yeah, um, I'll do what I can. So from there, um, that's when I started building my own custom themes using underscores. That's a fantastic starter theme, but there's nothing there in terms of much in the way of structure or design. How did you, how do you go about making it from the ground up there? Are you designing as well? Or is there a brand guideline that you follow? So we're going to, the, the agency needs this. So we roll out that. Talk oh, us I, would, I would love uh, style guides and branding guidelines, but at a nonprofit, we, we don't get that luxury. It's usually, uh, hey, we want this website. And they think they want WordPress because that's like, WordPress is big, it's popular. And yes, it does a lot of great things, but our clients, my coworkers, might not always understand that. They think because this is the newest, latest thing, we should have it. And so sometimes I can convince them not to use WordPress, not that WordPress is bad, but say you only have one page, you only have a single page website, you might not need it to be WordPress or if no one's gonna update the content, but to circle back to your question on how we do the design, um, there used to be two web developers. Um, so he, the other web developer, he would do the design, come up with a mock-up, and once that was approved, it was my job to make the WordPress site look like his design. So I'm curious, on sites where you don't use WordPress, because there's so many different tools available, so many different approaches, what are you doing with those one and two and three page sites that aren't likely to be updated, but once a year, what are you building those? Is that just HTML, CSS? Are you using something like a Gatsby? What are you doing? I'm using HTML, CSS, JavaScript, jQuery, and I recently have gotten into node packages and using Gulp as a task runner, which is so much fun. Um, have you used Gulp? By chance? Only when I have a really big soda, so we're probably talking about <laughs> I, have it. Logo. <laughs> I have used it, but I'm not quite sure how I used it. Like I followed instructions and installed it, but I, um, yeah, I long ago did a class with Carrie Dills and kind of learned that little thing, but haven't done it lately. Um, so it's, it can be a challenge and it can be intimidating, but that's what I like. I like the unknown. I like learning. I like growing and golf basically allows me to write some task runners to say, Hey, as I'm building, um, on my development site, um, check my CSS, check my JavaScript, make sure there's no errors. And if there's no errors, 
uh, minify it and send it to this file. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun to use. It's frustrating when you're um, getting started, but once you uh, start to make progress and see things working, it gets exciting. Yeah, I think I used it when I was using SAS a lot more. And so it was really great to see what it would do with that in terms of minifying. Cool. What's your favorite thing to do in your job? Recently, um, my coworkers will come to me and say that they would like this feature on their WordPress site. Or, we'll, yeah, we'll stick with the WordPress site. And an example I could give is we have a Pittsburgh Regional Alliance Department. And the Pittsburgh Regional Alliance wants to have a See Us Here section on their homepage. And the See Us Here basically says, okay, this is an event going on in Pittsburgh or outside of the region. And this is the date that it's happening. And this is our staff member who's going to be there. So this was actually fun for me because I had to figure out, okay, how can I make this happen? and make my coworkers happy and meet their need. And also how can I do it in a way that's easy for them so that they can update it on their own uh, and when they need to. So there is this framework plugin called CMB2. Have you heard of it by chance? A little bit, sure, yeah. Yep. Okay. So it's one of my favorite things uh, right now and CMB2 is a framework that allows me to create custom meta boxes um, on the WordPress site. So, I'm saying so a lot. So with CMB2, okay, CMB2, uh, I created this see us here function. So when my coworkers go into the dashboard of WordPress, they will look on their, um, on their options within the dashboard and they'll say, oh, see us here, click on that. And when they click on that, they now can enter in dates. Here's a start date. Here's an end date. What's the title of the event? What's the location? Um, and they can select which one of our staff members are going to be there. Uh, and then they hit post and it just populates on the front page. That's awesome. I'm curious how as a web development department of one, uh, and, or maybe there were still two there, right? You said at some point um, there were two. How did you go about what is your research process? Somebody comes to you and says, Miranda, the website needs to do this. And your immediate reaction is, I got nothing. Where do you go from there? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that happens uh, quite a bit. I go to the internet. Uh, Google, gotta love it. Udemy, Linda. I will say Morton Rand Hendrickson is someone who I look to a lot and I have learned so much from him using his Linda tutorials. He's the reason I know how to even create my own theme. Yeah, he's been great. So I would say he's a great, he's a good resource for me. Uh, I go to meetups as well. I try to meet other web developers, uh, ask for their knowledge. What do they know? How do they learn? What should I know? And then I do trial and error. So I'll try to write the code. It doesn't work. I keep trying until I find something that does work. Yeah. That's very gratifying when you find that, isn't it? Yeah. Miranda, you mentioned meetups. Can you tell us a little bit about your involvement or your connection with the WordPress community in your area? Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh recently 
started doing WordCamp, I think three years ago. And it was a big deal, big, big deal. And I went to that, met other WordPress developers, and then I found out about Meetup. And once a month, typically once a month on Tuesdays, the WordPress community will get together and talk about anything WordPress related. So I try to go to those as often as I can because I want to know what other people are doing, what's out there, what can I learn. And recently, Renee, uh, who I believe you guys have spoke with, she's the one that recommended me to you guys. Uh, she asked did me speak to, with her. Yeah, she's great. She asked me to do a, a talk on CMB2 forms. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So you mentioned that you go to the WordPress meetup. I'm always interested to know what other meetups people go to. Who do you go to that's not WordPress related? What are you, where are you drifting into? Where are you spending your time meetup wise? Ooh. I'd have to think about that. Um, I've, so one of my interests is yoga. And I, I've done a few yoga meetups where there's some trails within the area. Car Carnegie, I think is one. It's called Yoga on the Rocks. And through Meetup, I found out about this location that I never knew of. Um, it's in my own neighborhood. And there's this trail and you walk back this trail and it has this like little waterfall uh, right by these large gigantic rocks. And people, this particular Meetup, get on top of these giant rocks and you do a yoga practice. Might sound bizarre or odd, but it was awesome. <laughs> I never thought of using Meetup for yoga. That's really cool. Wow, neat. Thanks for sharing that. Sure. We like to ask all of our guests about success, Miranda. Can you tell us how you define success, personally, professionally, combination of the two? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, to me, success is how I feel about myself and my work. If I can feel good about about me and about the work that I give, then I think that's success. And how do I do that? Basically, I would say through self-care. So as a web developer, I'm sure you guys know, we spend a lot of time at our desk, at the computer, um, looking on the internet, but we need to have like a balance. Um, so that's where yoga comes in for me, uh, going to the gym, working out, making sure that I'm doing a justice to my body. And so I try to eat a decent diet. I won't say I'm a health freak because I do love some junk food. Um, so making sure I live a healthy lifestyle helps me stay balanced and helps me be more successful within my coding and outside of my coding. That's a great definition. I like that. And I like your emphasis on the well-roundedness of, of, of self-care and the like. One of the things you shared about your definition of success was how you feel about yourself and your contributions in your work. How do you self-assess how you feel about yourself and your work? That's a good question. Yeah, sorry, it's a hard one. I try to explain that on you. Uh, no, it's fine. I, I think these are good things to think about. Um, I would say a client, coworker comes to me, they have 
they have a problem that they want to solve coding wise or on a, a web on a website and they come to me and they look to me like how can we make this happen and if i can solve that problem for them or provide them a solution then that makes me feel good uh, where it gets a little where i have to be careful is i like to do really good quality work that's clean and it's very easy to mess things up or make them dirty so people want things quick and fast and they we don't always spend time planning and prepping and preparing they're like we want this when can you have it done the sooner the better so sometimes when that happens a lot uh, your work gets like things just get dumped on top of one another and it gets messy and you don't always leave in your comments or keep it clean and then you leave it alone for like months and months and then you need to come back to that web project and you're like oh what did i do here it's just shit is everywhere so that's something i i try not to do but does happen and when that does happen still being able to feel proud or successful of your work kind of becomes like you question it and yeah so i try to like not go there but it does happen yeah it happens everywhere not just in code but in life but i think to understand that everybody does it sometimes as much as we want to be organized i want to go back you mentioned in the beginning about breaking your leg and and how that sort of changed your direction and transformed your life in a way do you think that your definition of success before you broke your leg was different than what it is now it was likely yeah very likely i think as we go through life we we're always growing as people and our perspective can change so how i saw success five years ago 10 years ago, 15 years ago, probably was not the same as I see success today. I might have been harder on myself or had a higher had a higher bar set and thought like things have to be perfect. I always have to please people, make sure they're happy. And now I would say, yes, I, I still want those in a sense, but I don't want to set myself up for for failure or maybe giving a client or coworker something that really won't help them. So now success is like feeling proud of my work and not making sure that someone else is just, just happy. So before it might've been just so the client or coworker, somebody else is pleased and not really how I felt about it. But now it's more like, again, balance. I wanna feel good about what I gave them, make sure like what they're asking for is really what they need. Uh, and not just something that they requested, didn't really need, don't know that, and I just gave it to them anyways. Mm. Do you think your focus on self-care is something that also came out of that experience with your leg? Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. You had the time to kind of realize what was important and, and taking care of yourself after being injured? Yeah, it was making sure that I'm choosing a career path in life that makes me feel proud and that I really enjoy doing. And also um, being kinder to my body and not doing reckless things that might injure it again or break another leg or arm. What's been the biggest challenge you've addressed in your life? 
And if you, if it's in the past, how did you overcome it? And if it's something ongoing, how are you dealing with it today? Mm, I would say one of the biggest challenges that I face would probably be imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. Am I saying that right? Where I don't feel good enough or like I'm not at the level I should be as a web developer and I don't know enough or I'm not, yes, where I'm not advanced enough or where I should be right now and comparing myself to other web developers, maybe someone who really knows JavaScript, but I don't know it and saying, okay, well, because I can't do what this developer can do, I'm not a real developer. So yeah, that's, that's a challenge. And another challenge, if you don't mind me throwing a second one in there. Please do, please do. Yeah, is just managing others. You know, uh, when you're working on a web project and again, I'll go back to clients or coworkers requesting things that maybe they think they need, but they don't really need. It's not going to solve their problem and trying to communicate that to them and make them also understand uh, that's one of my challenges because I don't feel like I can always do that. And when I see that happening, uh, it's very frustrating because I'm, I'm frustrated, yes, with them for not understanding me, but also with myself for not being able to communicate it to a way that they are understanding it. And then I have that fear of, okay, well, I hope we don't go down this path and go too far or we create this project that wasn't really needed and it just wasted everyone's time and nobody's happy. And then they ask like, why did this happen? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's making me think of those old silent movies where someone's on the train line and the other person is gesticulating, trying to get the attention of somebody to say, no, no, stop, this isn't going to go well. So yeah. I, I, I can totally see you in a meeting saying, oh, this is not going to end well. They don't need that functionality. We can go a simpler route or another route, or we already built something that's 90% of the way there. And and just a sense of frustration and, and futility almost, I imagine. Yeah of yeah. that so yeah i get that and you know your imposter syndrome around uh being a developer i imagine that that's probably compounded in some ways by working as the only developer in a nonprofit agency right so there's no one to say hey you're doing a great job that's some amazing work you know whether or not you figured out how to make something bold in html or you wrote this amazing bit of javascript your colleagues who don't do this stuff are very easily impressed, but, but you yeah. don't have somebody there to say, actually, that's some pretty tricky development. You just did the Miranda. Well done. Yeah. And it's, it's just, I don't have that other person, that other coworker who's a developer to say, Hey, what do you think about this code? Could we, do you think this is optimized? Do you think this is efficient? Um, is there a way I could do it better? Um, that kind of thing. How do you, process that I and mean, how do you is there i guess you have your your meetups your connections to other people um how are how do you deal with that imposter syndrome mm -hmm. so i have two brothers they're younger taller both great and the youngest his name is adam he's also a web developer and so i kind of he helps me out a lot and we have these web conversations and you know i tell him know how I feel and basically like I don't think I'm where I'm at or I don't know enough I don't know what you know and 
he tells me, you know, like, you're doing fine. Like you have, he's the one who told me I have that syndrome. And he said, it's where you can understand code, but you can't explain it yet uh, to others. So you think you're not a developer. He's like, but you are. He's like, I have that too. We're fine. So I, you know, he's been great for that to help me deal with it. And then just talking to other web developers, you know, they, I know they actually, they have those similar thoughts. They go through the same thing. And when you share that and get it out loud and you hear them talk about it, then that's like reassuring to yourself. Okay. You know, it's fine. You're doing well. As long as you're still trying to learn, you're fine. Your brother sounds like he's a good resource and a good, a good brother to you. Oh yeah. He's great. Miranda, can you share with us some advice that you've received and implemented in your life? Uh, yeah. Um, I would say some advice that I have gotten was from Wes Boss. I listened to his podcast called Santex. And the one day he brought up, um, hey, if you want to learn something, learn it more, you should try teaching it. Because teaching to others helps you to actually learn and become more intimate with that knowledge. And he's right. That's actually when I led the WordPress meetup for CMB2, that's why I chose that because yes, I can read, you know, the coding going on in PHP and understand what's happening, but I only know so much and I would like to know more. So you know what? I'm going to lead a talk about it and try to tell others about it and go through a little demo. And I think Wes, Wes was definitely right. I, I feel more confident and explain CMB too. And I would love to do another presentation on that. That's great. I'm, that's really good advice. I think that's definitely true. And I'm glad to hear your first experience doing that was successful. Did you get some feedback from people at that talk? And do you think that, uh, that they followed your talk and learned something new? Perhaps. I, I would say actually my brother came to that as well and maybe asked the most questions. And he awesome. <laughs> as much as WordPress and he asked me a question about, I created this form. We can add an image, add text, made it display on the front end. He's like, cool. Now, if you update those fields, will it also update on the front end? I was like, yes, of course. I've done this tons of times before. Very confident. So go back. We changed the text. We changed the image and hit publish. Look on the front end. Did it update? No. <laughs> oh, embarrassing. You know, right in front of the rest of the class of, five other people. So like, well, what happened here? And we realized, well, I realized that I forgot a line of code, very important line of code. Once I added that in, you know, everything updated and worked as it should. So learning experience right there. Yeah, that's life though, right? I mean, it's, yeah. we know the process, we know the thing, we've built it a thousand times, all of a sudden someone looks over our shoulder and, you know, we forget even how to spell our name right. Um, I imagine that, that, that advice from West boss about teaching gets, will encourage you or enable you to know it better. I imagine that's also going to address challenges around being able to explain yourself because if you're teaching it to somebody and they don't understand it the first way, oh, and yeah. they say, huh? then you have to say, okay, how am I going to explain that to this person? I need to use different words. Where, where am I going? Yeah. I I think that's a good point. You're right. Um, and I'm hoping the more I try to teach what I'm doing to others, then yes, I can become more successful in explaining to those who are 
not web developers, but requesting um, certain functions or layouts and that maybe are not right for them or well-suited or there might be a better way, me being able to better communicate that so that they can understand and we can come to an agreement and have peace and try to have less, you know, frustration with one another. What's been the, what's been the most exciting thing about WordPress for you, whether it's community or it's somewhere in the software or you finally figured something out, something out. What's, what's been one of your better WordPress memories maybe is a way to say it. Um, I would say WordPress is exciting because there's so much that you can do. Uh, an example I would give was I mentioned Morton Rand Hendrickson and how he's been a great influence for me and I've learned so much from him and I learned how to create a customized theme from, from him. And that moment when I created my first custom theme and showed it to my coworkers and they were happy, ecstatic, and then asked for another one and another one, that was great. And now I'm at a different stage where I'm using a framework plugin called CMB2 that allows me to write PHP so I can make my own custom meta boxes and then display those on the front end of the web, uh, you know, front end of a website. And I think the next stage will be creating my own plugin. So I look forward to that. I do too. I do too. Yeah, that sounds great. Are you also um, working a lot with the changes that Gutenberg has brought about? How has that been for you? Gutenberg actually concerned me because I wasn't sure what all it entailed. And was this, you know, update, this great update going to affect my custom themes? Was it going to make them break? Uh, were things going to be more difficult? None of that happened. It didn't, it didn't affect them at all. I think Gutenberg's a good tool. I, I will admit that I don't really use it. It's hard for me to choose a custom box to put an image in when I know that I can just write the image tag myself. So I, I think I prefer that because I feel like I'm more control and I can get what I want. Whereas Gutenberg might be better for someone who doesn't know that code and can make it easier for them to just add in the features that they want. So personally, I, I would say it doesn't really affect me. It's not yet. <laughs> so Gutenberg is a conversation that we could have over weeks and hours for sure. Yeah. But we are out of time. Okay. So Miranda, I want to thank you very, very much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure bumping into you out here in our virtual hallway. Before we say goodbye, can you share with us where people can find you online, please? Yeah, I have my own personal website, MirandaNee.com. I'll spell it out. M-I-R-A-N-D-A-K-N-E-E. -E. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter at, at Melandra underscore 88. Uh, I don't post, I don't tweet a whole lot, but I do retweet funny memes. So if you're, if you're into memes, which I think most people are, like go ahead and give me a follow or just check me out. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been great chatting with you and nice to meet you, Miranda. Yeah, it was great to meet both of you. Thank you for this opportunity. Our pleasure. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, 
Ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.